Are you ready? A shot of wrestling, episode 155. And away we go. Step up to the break, we got MJP and Green Man. It's the brain and championship team. From my land to Japan and everywhere in between. Get the up to date news on the wrestling scene. So take a shot, boy. Is that the message you got? We are about to go live, are you ready to rock? So take a shot, boy. Is that the message you got? From the fans to the fans, let me hit the crowd. Pop, so take a shot. Oh, yeah. So take a shot. All right, everyone. Yeah, all right, let's do this. Let's go, brother. I'm here, daddy. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have followed us on Instagram, you would have known that this is the green man. And I am not alone this evening. Episode 155. We're going off the rails. What? What do you mean going off the rails? That's a puberty voice crack. What? I don't even know what the fuck is going on. Let me introduce you to some of the voices that will be partaking in episode 155. First and foremost, from Take It Home TV, my man Jimmy J is here. Yes, sir. What's going on, Green Man? How you doing today, man? We've had Hi, Jimmy. Fantastic time on? so far. Yeah, it's been, it's been a blast, man. I gotta give a shout out to the Shadow Wrestling because you shout guys, out. you guys do it big, man. And well, I, I shout it, shout it, shout it, shout, 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 shout it all out. And anytime you need a song. little backup or you need a little comedy relief, you always have the amazing. Aaron. Oh, stop. There he goes, Aaron. Talking to Hey, how's it going, you guys? <laughs> how's it going, man? Welcome it's me. to the show. I'm going to. Oh, dude, I'm so happy to be here. It's been a while. We've been uh, talking about great, having man. you on the show for I know for a very long time. Probably since episode 152. One something. <laughs> <laughs> I, lost, I, lost, I lost count. It's like man. four episodes ago. Yeah, yeah a couple three, ones. Yeah, I yeah, know. I don't know. What, you two? Know, 42? 32? I have no idea. Not Listen, we're just book. here to have a good time tonight, you guys. Oh, yeah, man. Hey, we're going to talk about. We're going to talk some shit, you guys. We're going to do some shots. I've already done a couple. Shot of agua. So, yeah, no, I know. I think I'm the only really drunk person on this <laughs> fucking podcast right now. Thank God my grandma does not know what podcasts are. Shh, I'm sober. Okay. <laughs> Negative. <laughs> Anytime we have new people on, on the podcast, we want, we want to get to know you guys. So we get to play a little game called Getting to Know You. And getting, getting to, to know, know You. Getting to Know All About You. you. So the new Geo Metro, the 1990 <laughs> Geo Metro. Let's put Jimmy J on the hot seat right now. Jimmy oh, J, Take It Home TV. What's been going on with Take It Home TV? Well, you know, listen, Take It Home TV, We, I just literally launched this whole um, thing, this whole literally. Take It Home TV. Uh, yeah, yes, literally. About six, six to eight months ago, I decided to say, you know what, listen, I love wrestling. Let me get into it. Uh, my, my wife, she actually bought me this camcorder. And uh, I started recording episodes because my passion for pro wrestling, and mm-hmm. um, it's it's been hot ever since, man. I, honestly, I've been I've been going to indie events. I go to House of Glory. Uh, obviously, as you guys know, I last night I went to Outlaw Pro Wrestling. I went to hog. House of Hardcore. <laughs> 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 I love the pig, baby. Give me that. No, give I'm me not. the bacon. 
Big that's A. Big A, come on, that's, big a that's a different company, man. Hey, yo. We're talking about Hog. Yeah. That House so, of Glory. I, I got to give a shout out, honestly. Shout House out of to Glory. Amazing Red, dude. Yes, Amazing Red, oh, Brian yeah. Excel, they're doing a thing, House of Glory. Queens, represent, um, motherfucker. That's it, motherfucker. Jimmy, there's I'll take another shot. A, that rum was like, delicious. This is a little Brooklyn. What is it? Brooklyn Bronx? It's called Brooklyn. And you know what's funny? Because I had my altar. It's called Guinea Motherfucker. This guy keeps talking. This guy keeps talking. Let me tell you something, Green Man. This guy keeps talking. There's only going to be two of us talking after a minute. Because somebody's going to... I'm going to make a fucking phone call. He's going to get whacked on the show. Literally. A live fucking stream hey, right now. He's getting whacked. do it. Then I don't have to do it myself. <laughs> this guy can't... But nevertheless... Uh, yeah, it's, it's a Brooklynese accent. My mother calls it Brooklynese. My mother's one of those type of people, and I love my mother to death, but she's one of those type of people. She has a little squeaky Italian voice. Hey, what's going on, James? How you doing? Uh, Ma, everything is fine, Ma. Everything. Oh, my God. What's good? Ma, okay, everything's good. But, uh, again, I love her to death, but she has that, those, uh, those, that, that accent. So it's it. Jimmy, again. what are you doing? Exactly. <laughs> It's I fun. love you so much. <laughs> I made the sauce for you. The sauce, like the it. gravy. We call it the gravy. They call it the gravy. You yeah. start out. You start out with a little olive oil. Oh, they call it Earl. They don't call it oil. It's called Earl. It's called Earl. It's like a <laughs> fucking guy's name. I told my grandma. Oh, my grandma used to say, "Rest in peace, Graham." But she used to say. Oh, the Earl man's coming. I'm like, who the fuck is Earl? <laughs> the oil man came to the house to fill up the tank, you know, because we had the yeah. old school Earl burners. Man was and different. I had one of those old school shits. Yeah, yeah. old school shits. Oh, I, I've met those guys. Sometimes I like, because the, the sauce Every will give me t- diarrhea. Yeah. And I got to go, go to the toilet. And they go, oh, you mean the turtlet? The turtlet. Yeah, exactly. The, the turtlet. But they it's do that oil with the Earl. Yeah, it's I a fucking weird thing. I don't know what it is. The, the Earl Man. I, every time I heard the Earl Man, I thought of a fucking Clint Eastwood movie. He's he fucking the Earl Man. <laughs> I, saw, I said, what happened, Grim? The Earl Man's coming. The Earl Man is coming. I just thought fucking Clint Eastwood was coming to the house to yeah. fill the fucking gas tank to give us hot water and, you know, whatever. Anyway, long story short. Yeah, that, that, Earl Man's coming to hide your daughters. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Billy Crystal and Analysis. Yeah. Remember that shit? Hey, oh, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, the yeah. fucking doc. Hickory dickory doc. <laughs> Last night I sucked a cock. Oh. <laughs> I'm a fucking <laughs> faggot. Oh. I'm a half a fag already. Yeah, oh, hey, oh, oh. That's uh, Andrew Dice Gay. That's <laughs> Andrew Clay Dice? Andrew Dice no, Gay? Andrew Dice Gay. He oh, goes, wait, hey, I was fucking this fat guy the other day. He goes, oh, really? <laughs> and he goes, really? but Andrew. And go, hey, fuck you, you fat piece of shit. Suck my <laughs> dick. And then I'm going to suck yours because I'm fucking gay. <laughs> well, this is a wrestling podcast. Let's bring yes. it back into Let's the, bring back back to the wrestling. realm here. <laughs> oh, but oh, sure, sure. Take it home, TV. Um, again, Take I, it I gotta, home, baby. <laughs> I got to get ring that bell. Bing, bing, ring that bell. Take it home. Where we wrap up the week. And <laughs> I need a bell right there. I need a whatever the fuck our name is. It's hey. uh, my man right here, Green Man. If it wasn't for Green Man and MJP, oh, which is literally MJF plus 10 letters, um, <laughs> he, he took me over That's here. A lot and, of letters. A lot of fucking letters. I got to count the 10. I Thank I God I only have 10 fingers. What is this algebra over here? Get the I don't fuck even out know. Here. Who the fuck knows? Calculus. I, I don't got, know. I fucking calculus. Calculus. Get the fuck out of here. Fuck out of here. Okay. That does each. I just want to eat the sauce. <laughs> the gravy, my man. I told you we start with olive oil. We put a little basil, a little garlic. We little fucking marinate a little bit. Put the put the sauce. You know what I'm saying? Get it on the crushed peppers. Anyway, right over here. Nevertheless, all right. We got to talk about it. It was green, man. 
and it was uh, MJP who gave me this opportunity, so I want to give out uh, a shout out to Shadow Wrestling because this is big. Shout out to it's big for big for me because it's been like six to eight months already, and uh, just getting started. But I appreciate all the support from everybody out there. I'm very passionate about pro wrestling. I've been a wrestling fan since Hogan and the Warrior. Uh, WrestleMania 6, that's when I remember that. Yeah, I literally fucking, uh, I I cried almost. I literally did when Hogan lost because I was a big Hulkamaniac. And I was so disappointed. I said, no, he kicked out because if you've seen it, he kicked out after the three. That's a lost art now in wrestling, Mm -hmm. after the fucking three count, but... Hogan Almost. doesn't put people over. That's yeah, that's just, just what it is. You're right about that. You're right about that. That's how we do business, brother. Yeah, no, it's how Hogan does business, brother. That's <laughs> how we do business. Come on, man. Aaron, you're absolutely right, bro. And but back then, you know, as a kid, I, I didn't know that. And um, you know, I was a big Hulkamaniac, and I was disappointed. So I kept watching, and and that's what really got me engaged was Hogan and Warrior. And uh, you know, ever since then, I, just, I I was a fan. I was a fan. I was a diehard, and I still am a diehard WWE fan. I. I you know, I'll tell you the truth. Uh, since 2010, 2009, 2010, I stopped watching WWE. I stopped watching wrestling in general. Up until 2012, for some reason, my wife is a big wrestling fan, so I started getting uh, engaged again because of her, honestly. And I started watching it. That's F- huge. CM That's Punk. awesome. Yeah, man. It's big. And I started watching it. Thank God they had the network debut. Huge. I think about five, six, I forgot how, five years ago, I think the network came out. Yeah. 2014, uh, and ever since that time, I got I got to you know flashback in the past, so I got to see some of the old events, and I was a big fan. I'll tell you the truth, during the Monday Night Wars, I was more on the WCW side because again really? Hogan, really? because Hogan. Oh, because you're a Hogan. Be I'm a, I'm a yeah. diehard Hogan because you're you know what Hogan. happened was Michaels was running the ship in WWE, and then uh, you after seeing Hall and Nash on WCW with Hogan. I was like, "Fuck this!" I got, I got brain fucked. I thought I was. No, like, I, I was like supporting Hall and Nash, thinking like they were part of WWE. I was like, "Yeah, we're gonna go in there. See, we're gonna it, kick it's, them it's ass. funny yeah. with like I, because um, I watched it very much as a kid. I watched like all superstars and shit. Like when I was a child, that's what got me into it. My dad was into wrestling, and then I, uh, I remember being a big Jake the Snake and Macho Man Mark. Um, I used to have a fucking toy snake and I would throw it on my sister. I go, snake on you. <laughs> I had the snake in a box thing. Snake remember that shit? on you. Oh, dude, I remember that dude. shit fucked me up as a kid. When oh, fucking, man. When the fucking, the snake came out and the fucking looked left and right and fucking, yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, obviously, you know, there is no sensors here this evening. Zero. Sensors are off. I know. We're ready to go. Fuck sensors. That's it. But now we want to get to know a little bit yeah, more about Aaron. Aaron, you know? hey, so Aaron. Aaron fill us in with, with hey, how's the comedian, going, the funny guy in, in, in the room. Oh, come on. Make me guys. laugh, damn it. Come on, you son of a bitch. You know what? No, I'm not. Choke all this shit. Let's go. You know what? I don't need this. Don't, don't. I'll fucking kill you, motherfucker. Yeah. Hi. Hi, everybody. My name is Aaron Kaplan. Hey, Aaron. Hi. Hey, Jimmy. That was a man. That was a bitch in the background. Oh uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm, I'm a big wrestling fan. I don't know. What do you fucking want to know about are me? You, like, oh, you are a fan. Yeah, I, apparently. What got you hooked on on professional wrestling? Uh, Valve is getting his cock chopped off. Really? Chopping, chopping your baby. No, well, I'm t- I was saying so. As a child, my dad was a big wrestling. My dad was like a big wrestling fan from back in the day. He he used to show me videos of like Anthony Rocca shit like that. I don't know if you guys know who Anthony Rocca is. Uh, uh, crickets, crickets, the 70s? This is yeah, this is, <laughs> 70s, this is this is some fucking yeah, no, this is the 50s, 60s shit. This motherfucker was like the it's, real it's shit. Paul Anker it's the old school before old school. This is old school, school motherfucking shit. It's like 
Yeah, fuck it. That was my dad's guy back in the day, Anthony Rocca. I feel like if I don't know how old your fucking fans are. This is like pre-San Martino shit. It's like fucking Damn. prehistoric, yeah. man. Shit. This motherfucker used to chop motherfuckers with his feet. It's like Buddy Rogers. <laughs> Dude, fucking <laughs> watch, Buddy Buddy watch his shit. Yeah, he would chop motherfuckers with his feet. With his feet? With what his is, feet. is he Samoan? <laughs> no, he wasn't. He was Italian. Italian. Oh, Anthony God, he's, he's giving me a bad rock. I know. He's giving me a bad name. It wasn't Antonio. Does he make the manicot with his fucking feet too? I'm sure he did. He did everything with his fucking God feet. Damn, make the and he would, but he would he smack the, the shit out of He would smack the shit out of motherfuckers with his feet. My dad, you want to show me these videos? My dad used to jerk off to Fabulous Moolah and shit like that. He was a Fabulous Moolah. Yeah, he would. He would whack his dick to these fucking old fucking broads. They weren't. Back then, though, come on, they were gross, though. <laughs> Who watches that 80 porn with the fucking perm like Rick Rude? Hey, you know what? <laughs> yeah, at one point, you remember? only okay, get back I like to, to have it. right now. But I remember <laughs> I, I used to find magazines, we would watch like WWF superstars when that would air, and like, yeah, like I said, fucking Macho Man, Jake the Snake. That, that whole Jake the Snake, Macho Man shit of like fucking Jake yeah, the Snake giving the fucking snake, snake on. To, to Elizabeth for the and then I got out of wrestling. I mean, I was I was a Jew. I was a fucking Jew. I was Orthodox Jewish until I was ten years old. We fucking left. We left that, and then we got cable. Did you watch cable on Saturdays with Shabbos and Shabbat? I couldn't watch. T- we we do what? Yeah, we nothing. got cable. We what did you sit- do on fucking Saturdays? I well okay you Saturday know morning Saturday <laughs> morning cartoons what did you do I, I, I would I, no my, electronics my man um I would get my little sister when she was a baby and I would take her finger and I turn on the TV because wow. God can't be mother a baby it's a hundred percent true he's a fucking stand up uh, guy right here that was that was so that was low. that was very true my dad said wow. my dad said who turned on the TV and I said Sarah turned on the TV you. and she goes but she's six months old and I go you got a smart kid. <laughs> <laughs> And he goes, well, get it and turn it off. And I go, fuck that. Zena's coming on. Warrior <laughs> <laughs> Princess. Yo, man, that was a shit. You watch Hercules? That's her favorite show. Oh, I love Zena. Hercules. Kevin what Sorbo. Was, what was the other show that they had with the, the, the Chinese dudes? I don't fucking... Surf Ninja? I remember that movie. Back oh, I remember that movie, I too. I used, to, I used to fuck Rob Schneider's daughter back in the day. Oh, did you really? God, Rob I did. Is that a fact? I got no That is comment. a fact. She is... She is... She's about to tour with heart right now. Uh, oh, man. I know she is very. She's way more successful than I. <laughs> <laughs> she is a fucking Grammy nominee two times over, and I'm fucking the doing fuck bar shows. Grammys bro, to me. bro, if it wasn't because of you fucking her, she wouldn't get to it's where not she. Me. No, it's because her dad is Rob Schneider. <laughs> no, it's also because she's super talented. Yeah. It's like, listen, I mean, you know, connections. Adam Sandler helps. <laughs> yeah, fucking Sandler, you're right, man. That guy's listen, the man. But no, I got back into wrestling. I got cable, 1998, and it was literally because Stone Cold Steve Austin fucking like really hooked me. And honestly, I didn't know what 316 meant. I thought that's when he drank beers. I was like, what is 316? I didn't know John 316 any of that shit. Do you know what 420 is? Yeah, I smoke fucking okay, weed, bro. Just making sure. Just making sure. Bro, I, I thought I was going to educate you for a little bit. But I'm go 31 ahead, go years ahead. old. I've been smoking <laughs> fucking weed for mad long, bro. Mad long. Mad. I know. This motherfucker Love. doesn't even have fucking papers. Like, the green man does not smoke weed. They hate to fucking break the fabe, dude. But, like, this guy ain't got shit. He's got beers. But, like, he's the green man. But, no, but literally the fucking storyline that got me where I was like, holy shit, was Val Venus getting his cock chopped off? <laughs> 
Val Venus, that blew my mind, That's dude. Huge. I was so because I was era, so hooked. Vince Russo. I was so hooked. Like that shit, Undertaker and his brother Kane. Like, I, lo- I love the storyline. I love their storyline because there's so many that storyline. Like, That's how I used to get comic yeah. book fans into wrestling. That was one of the best long told stories. Yeah, dude, and and it la- lasted from like what May of '97 to WrestleMania. Like yeah. it went. Oh man. The, the, that, that, how cool is that? The attitude, it's the fucking best. And, and this is what I got to say. It brings us together, man. Shout out to wrestling. Wrestling brings about. us together, no dude. Fucking, yeah. It does. And I, I got to say Thank this. You, you, know, you, you know, you talk about uh, attitude ever. And um, a lot of people say that that was the best time to be a wrestling fan. Mm, I think right now kind of might be. Th- thank you, Aaron. And this is what I'm trying to get to is, um, you know, Attitude Era was great. I love the Attitude Era. I, I personally think it was, it was a great time. My, my favorite time. But right now, where we're at with AEW, like literally looming well, right, right around the corner, May, May 25th, double or nothing, I feel like uh, now is the best time. Well, it's funny because like be hanging fan. out with wrestlers nowadays, and it's just like, I mean, we're all marks. Yeah. yeah Bottom line, it. we're all marks. Yeah. But all these fucking wrestlers now yeah. grew up loving this shit, and so they want it to be be great like it Absolutely. was Absolutely. and that's an amazing fucking thing because there was a time in wrestling where they're just like oh you're just a big strong guy who could look like a wrestler yeah. and we'll fucking train you to fucking wrestle but all the wrestlers who wrestle now for the most part want to be there and they want to make True. this thing better and they want to tell the stories that they loved of why they love it and it's like this is why wrestling is so fucking awesome now and I mean like wrestling has always been awesome yeah, man. Well, yeah. bell ringers. Let's yep. ring that bell because I that you bell, know, baby. <laughs> you know, that know these two are very about. passionate about professional wrestling, and this is one of the reasons that they God are on right, a shot of wrestling this evening. Shot of wrestling. But listen, we yeah. we have an interview every week. Every week, we try to get to know a new professional wrestler. This week, it's someone who's very big in, in the Florida region, who's making his way up into New York, who you've been seeing a lot more in the independent scene in our area. Effie. That's right, Aaron. Uh, the weapon of SAS destruction, Effie. I had a conversation with him. He's great. So Effie. let's take a listen and see uh, what he has to say. Let's go. Family, welcome to another exciting edition of A Shot of Wrestling in the Interviews. I'm the Green Man, and if you haven't done so already, follow us on all forms of social media at A Shot of Wrestling on Facebook and Instagram, and Shot of Wrestling No A on Twitter. You can also contact us via email at inbox at a shot of wrestling.com or dial it up 619-343-3005 and leave your comments on the Shot of Wrestling hotline. And we say it time and time again that wrestling brings us together and today is no different. Today, we are joined by the weapon of sass destruction, the golden boy of grab ass, the feminist icon, and the corporate sponsor superstar, Effie. What beautiful introduction. Welcome, my brother, to Shot of Wrestling. It is a pleasure to have you. Whew, I'm already sweating at how hot yeah, this you, is going to get. Yeah, you just went through a whole speech there, so I feel like I have to kind of meet you at your level. So I'll just, can I start with hot takes? Go for it, brother. The Undertaker has sucked since he stopped being American badass. Kenny Omega's documentary poster for his HBO special looks like shit. 
and I'm going to be the highest paid man in wrestling by 2023. Suck my dick. Facts. Hashtag facts on that one. Hashtag facts. Hashtag facts. (laughs) Let me tell you, I didn't know how to start this interview when I knew that you were going to be on because there's so many things I want to get into the conversation with you with. And for some reason, I started thinking back into my college days. I'm like, well, if I saw Effie in the bar, you know, like what would be that line that would spark the conversation? Yeah. So I'm going to go to my ultimate college days and give you the line I gave. And it was, what's your story? What's your story? What a wide open, beautiful <laughs> question. That's that it, it leaves so much possibility for me to make stuff up, but I'm not going to do it. I'm not. See, here's the thing. I always worry because there's different listenerships, obviously, for every podcast. Right. But I always worry that they've heard my story too much. So I'm going to give you the collapsed version that I can expand upon in the future, which is I used to do a lot of drugs. I used to drink a lot of alcohol. One time I took eight tabs of LSD, wow. ended up tripping alone, watching a whole season of a weird TV show, thought Reggie Watts, the comedian, was God, figured out John Cena might be a hologram, and then went on to get sober the next day. Uh, start training with a man named White Trash Fred in a field, lied to get on shows, took more bookings, told people I was a superstar. Some of them believed it. Now the rest of them are getting to that level. And now I'm here running a $2 million business at a 20% profit and wrestling all the fucking time, flying out, making money, selling shirts, yelling at people. It's beautiful. Wow. And I want to know more. So let's get right into it. Um, how did, what do you mean you lied to get into the business? Well, I mean, here's the thing. In Florida especially, and I know this is like this everywhere, but in Florida especially, if you can't name your school and your trainer, you're not getting booked anywhere. And my trainer was a man named White Trash Fred in a field. So that doesn't sound very applicable to putting a professional on your show when he says, yeah, White Trash Fred trained me in a field. That doesn't sound good. So I just lied and told people I was trained by all these professionals and blah, 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 put me in. And then I just started stealing everybody's spots, which is sick because I'm coming in with something that's very different than what you see in wrestling, which is self-awareness mm-hmm. and self-awareness. And I can fill roles better that way on a wrestling show. I see guys calling these matches backstage. I see guys talking about their matches, talking about wrestling. And they're so focused on this like complicated bullshit of magnitude chain wrestling and spots. And I figured out pretty early on, the fans have seen it. They've seen it. Yeah. So if you're not going to do it better than the best guy who can do it, don't do it. Do what you're good at. What I'm good at is throwing people around, submissions, talking shit, and connecting with people. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm not going right. to go in there and have and have a Jonathan Gresham match because Jonathan Gresham is better at Jonathan Gresham matches than me. Why would I try to emulate somebody who is not me who is really good at what they do? I should let them do what they do and then have my part of the circus be my part. You don't see high rope walkers going out there trying to do clown work. You don't see clowns going out there trying to do the uh, motorbike in a metal wheel spin in a circle deal True. in the circus. It's the same thing. There's 10 segments, eight segments, six segments on a show. Where do you fit in and where do you belong? And as you grow, you can tell yourself, maybe I can fill this spot too. Maybe I can find this place too and still feel satisfaction in your art and your craft. Gotcha. Now, you mentioned earlier, like, you're taking spots from the best guys out there. Who were those best guys out there when you were starting off? You know, I don't know. I don't really. Here's the thing. Wrestling, to me, focuses too much on wrestling, right? I go to shows and everybody's talking about their favorite matches and their favorite wrestlers and their favorite this and this. And what happens is all these wrestling tropes become the normal. And so you're seeing everything being replicated around you. And I start thinking things like, what is wrestling missing that entertainment has that we can give them here so i'm thinking about let's make fun of guantanamo bay by doing a waterboarding spot 
you know, mm. let's do weird spots here. Let's tell weird stories. You know, we did a we did a feud, me and White Mike of the Jim Nasty Boys. I don't yeah. know if anybody's familiar. That was based on him eating whipped cream out of my ass and me claiming that there was more to our love than met the eye. This mm. is this is a secret homosexual love story that was then put on at PWX, which has been working with Ring of Honor in New Japan. What I'm hoping to do and what I'm looking to for influence is what hasn't been done in this realm that entertainment has done well. What can we do here in wrestling that's never been done before and make it uh, connect to an audience that's used to the same old tropes of here's a baby face, here's a heel, here's some shine, here's this. Let's take it into deeper stories and stop thinking about, okay, here's your baby, here's your heel, y'all got 10, somebody's going over, and thinking more like what is what is the story we can fully tell in 10 minutes or build up to with match videos and promotional material to where by the time people are finishing this match, they feel like they've gotten a whole story out of it instead of just, you're wow, it was right. a great eight-minute match. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And I think that's uh, a lot of the reasons people are very dissatisfied with some of the laziness that's going on in, in like the big companies like the WWE. You know, there's nothing mm -hmm. interesting anymore. So what do you, what do you think right now would talking about the WWE they need to do to change things up? What would you like to see from some of their superstars? You know, Daniel Bryan says it best. Recycling is really good for the planet, but Effie says it better. Recycling is not good for wrestling. So mm. the problem is visually all wrestling looks the same. Here was, I'm going to jump back to me being on LSD and give you the problem here, okay? okay? At the beginning of the show, wherever they are, Michael Cole says, we're here in so-and-so town. Might be Cleveland, Ohio. Might be Lubbock, Texas. Might be Oklahoma City. Might be Greenville, South Carolina. And then they show the arena, and the setup is the same every time, and the arena looks the same every time, and it's the same guys coming out, and the same camera angles, and the same camera shake, and the same editing on every single match. And it took me out of it. It's very hard to watch the WWE product because yeah. it all looks exactly the same. Mm -hmm. You can go look at a match from 2009 and 2019 and the HD is the same. The camera angles are the same. The catchphrases are just substituted in like a Mad Lib. It's frustrating as a fan to want to watch professional wrestling, to watch this wrestling happen. But you can't tell the difference between the towns, between the talent, between the matches, between the visuals. It all looks exactly the same. So even before we jump into how can we change storylines and characters and make it more accessible to people who don't watch wrestling, which is ready for it, guys, cool. as wrestling fans, we don't hear this ready for it. Most people, they don't fucking watch wrestling. Most people do not fucking watch wrestling. Look at it. TV ratings are down. Oh, we got to get mm -hmm. more wrestling fans. No, we have to tell people who don't watch wrestling why they should. Putting the same product out week after week, hours of that product is not going to draw new people into the business. It's not going to build up fan bases. It's not going to make money. It's going to be us circle jerking to the same fucking people who show up every time. The same people go to the same WWE event, go to the same indie show. Doesn't matter if you announce a big star or not. It's the same people and the same people. How are we bringing in the people, the night? percent of america that probably doesn't watch wrestling how are we bringing them into the fold we have to change the way we're thinking because this old school mentality that we've all clung on to of how wrestling should be is not working mm -hmm. is wrestling picking up is it becoming cool again yes is it enough absolutely not very interesting i, I never had someone explain that to me but you're absolutely right i think one of the reasons i like watching pay-per-views is a very small detail but every new pay-per-view gave you a new stage, a new background right. to work off of. And ever since they changed it to that same thing where they just change graphics, I'm like, there's nothing, there's, there's nothing special from it. It's hard. And like, as a wrestling fan, you understand, okay, well, I'm just here to watch the wrestling anyway. But yeah. we have to, if we are to succeed 
as part of the entertainment industry, which we're in the same category as Netflix, as a movie, mm-hmm. as going to you know a choral play or a Broadway show or Cirque du Soleil. We have to fit into entertainment to make it accessible to these people who want to spend money on entertainment and not capitalize on, well, this has worked so far or capitalize on, well, this is what wrestling fans want. Fuck all that. Right. Think about what's going to bring in these casual people. And people say, well, you shouldn't always be thinking about the casual people. Listen, I think once you bring in two million more people to watch wrestling you can go out there and have the match you want to have. But until that happens and we're ignoring casual people and we're pushing them away with shows that are too long, with matches that don't make sense, with overcomplicated stories, with silly stuff, with stupid stuff, and not necessarily respecting that, hey, this person might not be in on every wrestling trope. Mm -hmm. This person might not know every wrestling inside joke that we know. This person coming for the first time has never seen any of these people before. So whether you're former WWE or former Impact or you've been wrestling for three months, you're the same to these casual people. We've gotten them in the door now. Let's bring them back. One-time sales don't matter. One time coming to the show does not matter. The people who can get in the door and say, wow, I never knew professional wrestling could be this fun, this exciting, and come back and come back. That's our target, man. Wow, you have a great bite, and you're explaining yourself really well about you know some of the issues in wrestling. Um, what's your background? Do you have anything in your previous careers or anything you're doing now that you think it's beneficial to you being a wrestler right now? A hundred percent. What people don't know about, I'm very public about everything, but there's things I keep to myself because I don't need you to know about it, but I'll tell it to you here. Here's the secrets. This Mm. is where the secrets come out. Go for it. I was a public relations major in college. I minored in African-American studies. Interesting. I used to work for Hootie and the Blowfish. No way. Uh, I used to tour with punk musicians. Um, I used to be in my own rap group. I used to play in rock bands. So... I've been in and around the entertainment industry since I was 15 or 16. I've done a lot of things. I've studied crisis communication. I've studied how companies and businesses react to business changes, to changes in their flow, to issues that come up. So when I look at myself as a wrestling commodity, I'm not just thinking about what what suplex can I add to my arsenal. I'm thinking about what's going to really bring people into wrestling overall. And I even put out a video recently as a part of, I did a series called Effie and the Agent. Mm-hmm. And the first season of it was seven little shorts of me and this guy. And it's the inside look at how I'm overthinking everything. But in the okay. second one, um, that actor wasn't available. So my dog became my agent. And in one of the episodes, the dog says, look, you've got to make this video. And the video is called Come Watch Pro Wrestling. And it basically says, if you like wrestling, if you hate wrestling, There's something there for you. And capitalizing on what takes place at a wrestling show beyond wrestling, I think can be really enticing for people. And I don't think from a public relations or marketing perspective has really been looked at, which to me, when I go to wrestling, I'm excited to see these ridiculous fans. I'm excited to see these ridiculous wrestlers. I like good wrestling. I love bad wrestling. You know, telling Mm -hmm. people, look, you might you might just go to this to make fun of it. I don't care. Pay me fifteen dollars and walk in. We really don't care. You might just come to look at fans and go, these people exist and this is crazy. Good for you. We got the money. We got you in the door. You'll probably come back because once we get you in the door, I feel like there is something in professional wrestling that will connect to you to where you will want to come back. So whatever reason I need to give you to get you in the door, I'll do it. And that comes from that PR and crisis communications background of looking at situations and going, what are we missing? You know, I look at an example, even the PR people aren't aren't thinking of it the same way I am, which I can remember in college being in class. And this girl gave this big presentation about her charity, which was called Get in the Pink. It was a mm-hmm. breast cancer charity. Okay. Get in the pink. And I'm sitting here and I'm going, 
get in the pink. I go, is this a, are you going to finger yourself here? And she goes, Oh my God, what are you saying? I go, I've only ever heard the phrase get in the pink one time. And it's when shitty frat bros are talking about having sex with women. They say they're going to get in the pink. They're referring to your vagina. Yeah. She said, no, people don't think like that. I said, no, (laughs) people do think like that. If you're not willing to think the most perverted, disgusting, horrible thoughts that someone else could think, you're not good at marketing or public relations. You're not paying enough attention. So when I look at wrestling and I see things being done that would catch my attention in a wrong way, I know they're catching somebody else's attention in a wrong way. And these, these are things that have to be addressed to make sure we're not pushing people out the door before we ever even get the opportunity to show them what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, while we're talking about the, the wrestling fans, you had a match with Bailey Superfan Izzy last summer. Now, it may seem as hypocritical question coming from me. A lot of people who know me know me as the green man who's this big attention-seeking whore at a wrestling show. Mm-hmm. Um, so, But I, I have to ask you, what is your opinion about fans and their interaction or the quote-unquote hijacking of shows so often that we see nowadays? Do you see, see that as a value to the industry? Do you see that as a problem for the industry? No, it's a value. It's a value. It's a value. Here's why. If the fans are taking over your show or they're overrunning your plans, it means your plans weren't that good. And if fans are getting involved in the business, that means they're serious about wrestling. They care enough about wrestling to want to be a bigger part of it than just being at the show. I see a lot of guys who paid for tickets and then I go back two or three months later and now they're helping with security and now they're helping with tickets and now they're helping with ring setup. You know, there's always a place for more people to help out in professional wrestling Mm -hmm. and you never know what kind of skills you're going to get out of a person. So I think I implore all fans to get involved, which would not have been the case, you know, 20, 30 years ago when it was so secretive. But now it's like, I mean, can you imagine seeing somebody fall off their bike and they're bleeding in the road and you were like, hey, man, I'm not a professional biker, but I can help you get to a hospital. You're like, no, I'm fine. You're not involved in my business. That's what (laughs) wrestling does a lot of the time. It lays there injured and and asks why no one will help Mm. it. And then when when you get help from someone who cares about it, they go, we don't need your help. You're not in this business. And it's crazy to me. So I want the fans involved. Yeah, that's a very very good analogy. I'm the queen of analogies. That's all I do. (laughs) do analogies if, um but the, the izzy thing in particular man what a wild thing um i'll speak on it briefly because i've spoken on it before but yeah. you know her parents said she's been training for six months she's training at the school with santana garrett and chelsea green mm-hmm. um there were rumors that it was with this pedophile trainer in florida he did not train her because izzy's dad found out what was up with him and took her promptly out of the building um but then you know they they came to me and said she's been working so hard we trust you. You're a safe worker. Would you want to have a little exhibition match with her? Yeah, that's awesome. I didn't think there'd be this crazy thing. We did a little promoing back and forth to make it important. But, you know, this is a smaller company. This is a smaller venue. It's not going to be some 10,000 seat arena thing. So we're mm-hmm. having our match. You know, there was a lot of politicking that I can't fully get into because they'll take your podcast down if I do. All right. Um, but there are companies involved who are not too pleased. And, you know, part of me inside the ego in me says, I think NXT had a little bit to do with it too, because okay. I think they were frustrated with uh, with Izzy having her first match before it was in a WWE ring when they've devoted so much screen time to her. True. So she's training with that. these people who are involved with the company, and now this jackass is coming in and taking that first match from us. So after the match happens, I mean, obviously there was some backlash, and the people speaking out on it, I mean, were standing on crumbling pillars. You know, current WWE superstars who 
still take money from the pedophile trainer in Florida. Mm-hmm. Current WWE superstars who have seen Izzy bump before and acted like she's never bumped a day in her life. There are videos on Twitter if you go look through. She's bumped before me. Uh, it wasn't the first or the last time she'll bump. Yeah. And then, you know, just, just hateful stuff. But it also gave me a new platform by just sticking out and going, I'm going to do whatever I want. And people saw that. And so the hate I got was equaled off by, oh, man, this dude's wild. He's going to do whatever. He'll choke slam a kid. I'll take that booking. I will take that booking. Effie, do you watch porn? Oh, yeah, a ton of porn. <laughs> I love porn. and But honestly, I you know, porn to me is like Rush Hour 3. Sometimes it's a good action movie, but sometimes it's just hilarious. I think human sexual function is the funniest thing possible. And there's nothing funnier to me sometimes than watching like bad porn acting, porn bloopers, <laughs> funny porn things that happen. You know, like we play this game like nudity is some big mystery or sex is some big mystery. You know, the person you're standing next to right now, it's you and them and about a a quarter inch of fabric between their genitals. So it's not a mystery. You know, I'm still saying consent is very important and all this stuff is very important. Right, right. But we sort of put we put sex in this position of this magical thing. And for me, that's not what it is. Sex is an activity. It's a hobby. It's a way you show your affection for someone. It's not the end all be all. It's just it's a fun way to do it. For sure, for sure. Um, in a year from now, if we were to get back together, what do you think you'd be bragging about? What would I be bragging about? Probably whooping Cody Rhodes' ass and then making him <laughs> lick my tattoo of his dad's face on my face. Oh my god! If you think that's not Yo, a great dude, that'd be so idea, cool. I'm gonna make you kiss your daddy's lips on my feet, Cody. Oh my! I'm gonna make you bow before me after I pin you. And I'm going to make you kiss your daddy's lips right on my feet with my bright red painted toenails. That's what I'm going to be bragging about. Give, give him like a cross face and have him and push his head right into your foot. Oh, yeah. yeah. We'll probably do it at the <laughs> Jacksonville event. I'm going to call Cody today and tell him to step the fuck up and do what he needs to. Put the big boy pants on. All right. Whoever's listening, if they haven't followed you yet, they should definitely do it. Um, oh, yeah. But there's um, a controversial video that I want to talk about right now. It's mm. recently been circulating. You know, the internet, um, it's racy, it's a little sexual. It's between you and the bad boy, Joey Janela, where you explore bondage with Joey. Oh, we do explore bondage. You do, you do. All in the Here's hopes the to be in spring break. You know, I see a lot of guys being desperate out there. They're really desperate. Joey even tweeted, he said, if you'll, if you'll drive and bring me a hot dog to my front door, I'll book you for free. <laughs> he, he tweeted that. So people were, oh, oh, and they're desperate. Oh, retweet me to be on spring break. Retweet me to do this. Retweet me to do that. Go kill yourself. Joey's been walking around whatever show you're at, okay? Uh-huh. He's standing right there. He is. If you want it, go get it. And if he says no, you tie his ass up to a chair and you make him say yes. Dude, so I have, I have two questions. First of all, we can now confirm that, you know, you are going to be in the clusterfuck. He said yes. He said yes. And he said, yeah. And I made my own match graphic. He said yes. You made, he's not even making you the match graphic. No, I had to make the match graphic. Come on, I had to take the picture of Mantar and I had to put myself over it. Oh man. But my two questions are, um, how do you feel now being involved in one of the biggest shows, Mania Weekend, outside of WrestleMania? And two, is Joey still tied up somewhere in your compound? I did untie Joey. Oh, thank He's God. He's had a lot of regrets about what happened between us, and that's fine. But here's what I look at. Here's another thing. I talk about this backstage at shows, okay? It's called the Janela effect, right? Okay. You just described the show. 
it's the biggest show. So guys get out there and they go, I better do the craziest thing I've ever done. And what happens? They get injured. They break their legs. They cut their arms open. They get cut all open. They get concussed on the floor because they're too excited to be something they're not because they got mm. the big booking. Oh, I'm here now. I better start doing the stuff I've never done that looks unsafe to amaze this crowd. Why the fuck do you think you got there? What you were doing was fine. Don't be somebody you're not just because you have an opportunity to advance your career or be bigger than you are now or be able to charge more money than you are now. Don't risk that. It's not worth being out six to nine months to a year to two years just because you want to impress somebody. You're there for a reason. Do what you do every night and make it count. Make it good for the people and they're going to have a good time. Effie, thank you so much for enlightening us in this great conversation. I, I feel thank like you. I, I got to know you a lot more and you have a great head on your shoulders, a great understanding to the business. And for me as a wrestling fan, I love seeing everything that you're doing because from the beginning of the show when we started, you are creating new moments that I've never seen before. You are creating new wrestling. And, you know, it's the stuff that I, I feel is missing from the wrestling business. So keep doing your thing, brother. Um, if anybody wanted to follow your journey and plug in all your social medias, let us know where we could do that. So on Twitter and Instagram, it is at Kill Effie because everybody's what? trying to. Oh. They're all trying <laughs> to kill me, baby. So if you want to do it, come do it. Come kill me. Now come kill Effie. Can you do it? Can you slay the beast? Can you be the can you beat the Brock Lesnar, the gay Brock Lesnar? Come kill me. Um, I'll say this, the Twitter, pretty out of control. The Instagram, a little more manicured. But if you want um, a slightly more family-friendly version, I am also on Facebook. It's just Effie. If you search Effie, it's not the jewelry company. It's the picture of me with a smoldering, gorgeous, modely look on my face, looking almost defeated, but gorgeous. So find me on there. There's fun stuff. The dates are more up-to-date on, on Facebook than anywhere else. Good to know. But I will plug my website. I have two websites that are the same website. One is BFE.com, B-E-E-F-F-Y.com. You have to put the extra F or you'll go to a gay porn site. That's definitely <laughs> not on purpose. Is that a fact? Oh, not on purpose. Yeah. Mm. If you go to Beefy.com, you're getting into it. That might be your thing. But if you go to BFE.com, you can find merch. You can find an image gallery of my nipples and crotch. You can find dates. You can find my, sh my store. You can buy some stuff. Um, or that website is also accessible through WWEFFY.com, which is WWFE.com. Um, because I have waited my whole life for a cease and desist letter. I even did a whole <laughs> hip-hop mixtape of Disney tracks that is out there on the internet for you to find. The only person who knows how to find it is Nick Iggy of the Carnies. And he will charge you for access, but it's free out there if you find it, my Disney mixtape. Um, I really want that cease and desist, and I'm hoping WWFE.com will get it for me. Hell yeah. Well, if we haven't gotten the censors going wild during this conversation, we still have last call. Are you ready for that? Oh, always ready for a good last call. This is the weapon of SaaS destruction, the most marketable corporate sponsored sports entertainer of our or any generation, the true feminist icon, Effie. And you're listening to a shot of wrestling, but please make sure you wait until the end of the show to tune in to Last Call. You don't want to miss it. It's in the news with Michael J. Putty and the Green Man. Thank you, Larry Legend, for that great introduction. It's news time, baby. We love yeah. you, Larry. Love you, Larry. And um, there's a lot to talk about. 
So let's get right into it. Get right into you it. You know, it's award season. A lot of movies are out. Uh, one of the movies that has made the news, obviously, Paige with her um, Fighting with the Family, produced by yep. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Who? What do you guys think? Are you excited to see this movie? I'm, I'm excited to see the movie. I think The Rock has way too much stage time in those trailers. Whoa, 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 whoa brother. What I the think, fuck does The Rock have to do with the Page's career? Well, he was... Uh, uh, he'll find his way into it. Exactly. Yeah. He, either way, but wait, listen. Anything The Rock touches... is gold. It's gold. I know. He's got the gold. touch. No, man. It's He's platinum. He's touch. Platinum. It's getting as, good as reviews. As opposed to Brad it's like Who 90s. had that anus touch? <laughs> it's like nice. Hey, he yo. fucked her in the butt, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh. We do not condone any comments by this guy, Aaron. Well, hey, listen, you don't have to well, condone my comments. I'm just <laughs> speaking the facts. Since we're taking it there, Jack. someone wanted me to share this story because I told him at Outlaw Show, um, my phone is fucked up. That was not about me. Oh, my phone, <laughs> oh God. My phone is fucked up, and this is, a, I guess, a public service announcement You're, brought to you, you by too? Shutter Wrestling. Because uh, there it is. do not watch the page porn I, on Pornhub because it fucks up your phone. Oh, well, well yeah. I never oh, watched that. That's it. why my phone is fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, everything makes sense. Oh, now, it, now it's all good. That's it. All that right. Sense. Hey, listen, I've been wondering why. Oh, yeah. I, uh, why my phone keeps going from 1% to 80% to 3%. That's <laughs> fucking makes all the sense of the world. You watch page porn. That's it. The hey, listen, porn. man. I just. I'm into it. <laughs> <laughs> Another uh, another movie that's going to be making it out. It's the uh, Hulk Hogan biopic. What Chris Hemsworth? Thor is going to be playing Thor. Yeah, Hulk Hogan. Why not? He should be so lucky. Why not? That motherfucker. Why? Because we should be giving these jobs to real Americans. You're right. He's not a real American. Yes, and he's an Australian playing Hulk. Hogan. Who would you prefer playing Hulk Hogan if it wasn't uh... Hulk Hogan? Hey. Uh, who who else are you going to have to play Hogan? He did great. Great Suburban Commando. Commando. Yes. Hey. Yes. Hey, no holds barred. No holds barred. Yeah. What, Dookie. What, what, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listen, no, no holds barred. Yeah. It was a really good movie. Yo, listen. Uh, when I saw you it can't even, years ago. See it now? Yeah. It was a piece of shit. No, but what about, what about Suburban Commando? I, honestly, Christopher Lloyd. I'm a I mean, that was a great movie. I'm a fan of Mr. Nanny. Oh, yeah. yeah I, I Mr. Love Mr. Nanny is actually... Yo, the you, cast in that movie. Yeah. You got, you got Sherman Helmsley as his best Sherman friend. Sherman Helmsley, exactly. And then you got punk rock legend David Johansson Yo, but, from the New York Dolls. Yeah, there you the go. the bad guy. But wait a minute. What about Suburban Commando? Uh, Again, I said that, Christopher Lloyd. What is it? Lord, Santos? Said, what was Santos? Yeah, yeah, but what? My hair. My hair. <laughs> what about the Undertaker in that movie? You're a dead man, Randy. Well, that's Suburban Commando. I'm talking about really? Mr. Daddy. That was Undertaker in no. the movie. Well, that, he said no, it. Yeah, yeah that yeah. voice. And, and Suburban Commando. You're a dead really, man, yeah, Randy. He was, ba- he was a bounty hunter in Suburban Commando. Wow. That was great, man. That's that was awesome. a great movie. And that was pre him getting... That was actually why he got signed to the WWE. That was pre him getting signed no to the way. WWE. No way. Look, no, look it up. 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 No. Well, look well, it up. Look well, it up. Hey, uh, listen. Well, I know the facts, Jack. Well. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something, Jack. I, I got my hands on a pair of a pankers, Daddy. Well, let me tell you something, dude. When it comes down to the facts of pro wrestling, yeah, listen. I'm here with I'm, two I'm married dudes, brother. I'm a single brother. 
I got Sugar nothing. I just watch wrestling. <laughs> I'm just trying to fill a void. You know what, I'll tell you what I do now. Ever since I lost my wife, Daddy, I watch page porn, man. I'll <laughs> tell you. On my phone. You know, Xavier, brother. Yeah, he's man. one hell of a guy, brother. But he ain't no, no comparison to the hoaxer, brother. Well, you know, I, lay, I, mean, I, I think he's smack one of those, down, I think he's one of those black people that he would have appreciated Brooke to hook up with. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear about the new power couple of the WWE? Tell me, brother. Andrade Cien Almas and Charlotte. Yeah, really? I heard about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I heard about Ooh. that. Charlotte and Andrade. Yeah. That's big news. Andrade could do so much better. I'm uh, sorry. Uh, really? Yeah. Can he? I, I, come on, Charlotte Flair. Well, you Flair. Know, but, just the last name alone, you know who Selena is fucking? Who? Uh, well, Selena did just, she just got married to Aleister Black. Aleister Black. Aleister exactly. Black, yeah. She got married so, to like, him, Yeah. What, ooh. Yeah, but, dude, but, but look, like, look at it like he's this. He's got Ric Flair, dude. Andrade. <laughs> I, who, Flair think about Keith, this. Baby. Think about this, my man. Woo! Come on, daddy. Woo! Think about it. Andrade, women-wise, in the WWE, he cannot do anything better than Charlotte Flair. Charlotte well, Flair uh, is the top athlete Becky. in the WWE right now. Oh, come no. on. Okay. Uh, Becky has everybody Becky's emotionally good. attached to her. Yes. But Charlotte Flair is the premier athlete. She has the genetics. She has the look. She has everything. She's the total package. She's the Lex Luger of the women's division. And is Charlotte, Charlotype? I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, guys. This, 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 the story of I'm the so week. Long. We love you, Bailey. <laughs> it's Graves, right? Uh, so Graves you, almost in the Graves. What are, your, what, are your, what are your thoughts about that? I'll tell you right now. Corey Graves. Um, I don't Corey, care. Corey Graves. I don't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I agree with you, Aaron. I, honestly, quite frankly, you know, I, I don't like the fact that um, don't people care. just... Just they overindulge in other people's business. When I went to go pick up cigarettes, I found out that Ryan Gosling and Eva Mendes have been fucking <laughs> so hard. Congratulations. Oh, I want to watch that. Who the so fuck is I don't care. Dude, that's hot. Those people are hot. That's fucking sexy. I want to well, taste those sheets. <laughs> Sheet. Your wow. sheet I wanna, you. I wanna Does it taste like, like fucking pixie so sticks or something? I'm fucking lonely, you guys. You guys are uh, Shut up. Lonely. I'm yeah. so lonely. Call me Mr. Lonely, dude. Yeah, what? fuck it. I have nobody. Right. Let's, let's bring somebody up because I, 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 yeah. as a married man. He's going to take your children. Yes. I'm going to go eat pretzels. I'm married. Yeah, yeah as, as a married man. I, yeah. I took a little bit of offense to that. I mean... You know, he's off on the road. It's hard making a relationship work. For anybody who I ever talked to um, who is making their relationship work, it usually only works when you're working with someone in the business who understands, you know, the shit that you're going through day in, day out, is either writing with you, so yeah. there's like hey, some saving fuck, grace dude. on that relationship. But he has two kids at home. He has a wife who, all right, well, like Carmel, you said, they Carmel were separated. Not, Carmel didn't just ruin well, Corey Graves' marriage. She ruined Big Cass as a person. Well, that was oh, before, that's you know that that news. brings me a question. That's even bigger. Was news. that a real deal when Cash came out on stage talking to Corey Graves? Stay out of my business. Ooh, I mean, think about that. Ooh, was, was that was that I never, real? I didn't, I didn't think about that. Yeah, yeah it could have been. Geez, that could have been a shoot. That's why they. Can't. Well, besides him fucking being of the Daniel Bryan midget. Yeah, I'm not supposed to say midget. Uh, well, well, you short person. Fun, so why not? Real, real quick about this uh, whole cast. Again, Green Man, like, I, like you said, I'm a married man as well. So, um, no, you guys I, are both I, married men. I'm just single. I look at it like this. Um, 
it's it's upsetting in a way. I mean, if you look at the tweets that his wife, I don't know if it's true or not, but she posted the fact that she dealt with alcoholism and suicide threats. And, you know, if somebody's going through that. she dealt with the alcoholism and the suicide threats because she was married to Corey Graves. <laughs> well, again, one could say that, but... I mean, think about this on a real, like a realistic statement. I don't Carmel. No, but but if Corey Graves was going through that, I mean, that's a real deal, man. I mean, but a lot of people go through this. Yeah, he was like, oh fuck this bitch, she's so depressive. I mean, who knows, Carmella. man? Carmella, dude, Carmella. What, 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 what's Carmella? I don't want to. Carmella's gonna make. What she goes? She goes. Mel, she's money, dude. She's, apparently, he goes. It's yeah. real. Well, yeah, it's really hard. Um, you get tempted. It's, there's there's a lot so of temptation much temptation. There. It's so, so hard much temptation. to be a performer. I want to make it remember. All right, Beetlejuice. <laughs> I'm, sorry, I'm sorry with that. <laughs> there is so oh, much oh, temptation. Oh, oh. To be work. This is my, yeah. my, my, my morning radio voice. I want to be that guy. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. This well, guy. Yeah. This guy. That's why we have him on here. Hey, I, was a, I was a Howard Stern fan. That's good. <laughs> That's it. That's it. But yeah, so much, so much, so much ass getting thrown to your face. There's so many times you're just going to keep saying no, and then eventually you're going to crack. It's hard. Yeah, but but oh, he, made, he made a conscious decision. Yeah. As an adult, like you said, he would separate already and make the conscious decision. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. And I'm going to deal with the consequences. But here's the thing. If he was separated already, and it was six months that they've been separated, what the fuck is the issue? The guy is just moving on. So I feel like she's just making a big deal about it. So let it go. Let it go. I know you have kids with him, but okay, it's going to get messy. But at the end of the day, if you guys came to a mutual decision that this is not going to work, what is the big deal? Yeah. Well, that relationship is over. The other relationships that are dude, over are the releases. Rats, dude. Bro, yeah. the releases that hit today, their yeah. relationship with the, the WWE releases. is over. Yeah. The releases. Let's all fucking dab in uh, peace for TJP. Bing. You just it, uh, this is a this is a podcast. It's audio, so no one can see you. Guy, audio I see, video. There's a camera somewhere. Yeah, somewhere I'm around this motherfucker. You guys, I don't know if you guys are feeling this, but this is me dabbing for TJP. Uh, right here now. we go. <laughs> I just did that. I just did that. I just dabbed. Um, so TJP. TJP. Uh, Arn Anderson. Arn Anderson. Arn, that was a double very A. Interesting one. Best spinebuster in the business. Why though? Why? Why? why is he I mean, what? What? Just why? Because what is he doing? I mean, huh? he's working in the back. But maybe he's not doing much anymore. He's just being Arn Anderson. Maybe he's just not being he's the producer enforcer. that they need him to be. Mm. He's not enforcing yeah. anymore. Jimmy, what do you think? Is he not enforcing anymore? I don't think he's enforcing. He's anymore. not enforcing anymore. I, I feel like go. Double A. Double A, he's not doing his job. He's just he collecting. A, he's just collecting a paycheck at this point, and you know he's what? Vince a check. about that. So, so, so is that the problem with the other two releases? The other two individuals are so. They no, just he said TJP. What are we talking about? Well, Ty Dillinger won. Ty, Ty Dillinger. Well, yeah. Ty Dillinger, they weren't fucking. And honestly, that motherfucker is nowhere near a ten. I mean, number one. honestly. I mean, no, but when a company doesn't invest in you and puts you into TV time, I feel you know, like you're not you're not going to be valuable. The biggest you know? waste right. right now is. Hideo Tommy, a.k.a. Kenta. Kenta was Triple H's first big sign. Yeah. And injuries fucked him up. Because look at everybody else. He's injury prone, bro. bro. Yeah. You can't move He's not injury like prone. He just got injured. Yeah, but that to them, he's injury prone. Yeah. And but, you're not going to move on with somebody like that. But they, well, they have to also move on when an injury happens. Kenta invented the go to sleep. 
It doesn't matter That's... if he was fucking Kuta Kente. It doesn't matter. Because at the end of the day, okay. Kuta Kente was not a wrestler. Well, I'm just saying, is an words. example, my man. It doesn't matter to Vince McMahon. You could be fucking Kuta Kente. You could be No, Vince doesn't give Gandhi. a shit. Vince, Vince you right now, point. he's doing what's best for Vince. You can't agree. <laughs> that. He knows what's best for business at this point. At this point, he's fucking delusional. He's... I think he has dementia. No, well, you know the thing with Vince and Donald Trump are the exact same person. Where they're Probably. Like, Explain. Uh, they, they, they're like, hey, listen, I run this shit. How are you going to tell me that I'm wrong? Yeah, that's, uh, that's about it. They're also best friends. Yeah, that's another, <laughs> another They are best friends. I believe you. That's what I hear. But listen, uh, the Ring of Fucking Honor Supercard yes. is right around WrestleMania season. Yeah, how great. Joey Janela spring break. We already know yep. that Effie will be in the clusterfuck. He confirmed that tonight. Oh, yeah. Uh, we are on the road to WrestleMania, guys. So one more thing that we have to say uh, is Mania I'm Crawl. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Mania Crawl. Mania Crawl is going down. That's right. WrestleMania Day, 12 p.m. And uh, why not... Listen to what is Mania Crawl then from our sponsor himself. Uh, my name is Jamie Mazowskis. I'm the founder of Mania Crawl. Uh, I decided to start this event back in 2014 in New Orleans. I know we've been doing it ever since. Mania Crawl is an annual event that takes place the day of WrestleMania. It's a bar crawl that gathers passionate wrestling fans from all over the globe uh, for one electrifying time um, while also raising money for Connor's Cure. Mania Crawl 6 is going to take place on April 7th, the day of WrestleMania, starting at 12 o'clock. You can sign up for Mania Crawl 100% free by visiting our website www.maniacrawl.com Everybody in the WWE Universe is invited to Mania Crawl. Passionate wrestling fans, AEW fans, Ring of Honor fans, and especially the fans of Shot of Wrestling. Mania Crawl looks like it's going to be an amazing time and breaking news. Mania Crawl has also added a VIP package. So yes, you could go online and sign up for free and participate in everything that's going on at Mania Crawl, all the bar hoppings. But if you would like a VIP package, you could go to Eventbrite for Mania Crawl and get yourself a $50 VIP package, which includes a Mania Crawl t-shirt, a koozie, and wait for it, bus transportation to MetLife Stadium where WrestleMania is going to happen. So please go ahead and check it out. Sign up and we will see you there. A shot of wrestling presents Raw and SmackDown here and here. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this conversation is already getting out of hand, and we oh, still got yeah, brother. some reviews. Did you, so let's did just you edit all that terrible <laughs> shit. Uh, like uh, very quickly, I totally fucking marks. Yeah, there you go. Marks. Fucking marks. 
Well, I'm Probably. a big raw mark. I'm a weird mark. I'm too. a big raw mark. I love raw. Check. I think raw is better. Yeah, I like, think this week they pulled off a hell of a show. I don't know. I gotta give them an A for effort. Things are changing. I, I, Even mm. if it wasn't something that I was too interested, I think they totally is, is wasted. Because of the, uh, the the the. The the call ups. There we go. We're getting there. Uh, so yeah, the call ups. I thought that was a, the big thing that they did this week, and I, I I'm disappointed in the way that they did it, but I understand why they did it. So uh, let's let, talk about let, it. Let me let me tell you something. Hold on. First of all, the call ups. Okay, you have four individuals. You have Tommaso Ciampa. You have Johnny Gargano. You have Ricochet. You have Alistair Black. I thought it was terrible. What about Gargano? I said Gargano. I, I said, uh, if you were listening, I did say Gargano secondly. But anyway, I'll say him again. Gargano. Okay. okay there we go. Okay, Johnny Wrestling, whatever you want to call him. Johnny uh, Wrestling. Uh, da, 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 da. <laughs> anyway, uh, I thought it was a terrible Monday Night Raw. I'll be honest with you. I, I thought um, SmackDown delivered those four call-ups way better than Raw did. I don't, what are your guys' opinions on that? My thing was, okay. Yeah. First off, too much too soon. Because you know what that they was, did? Yep. They did this whole thing where yeah. they did after Raw was going into the fuck. Raw and SmackDown were going to the complete shits. And yeah. then, so they were like, it's been like we're going to switch it up. They go, we're going to get rid of Baron Corbin and <laughs> the McMahons are going to take over and we're going to fucking. And they started putting up all these hype videos for all these people. And none of those four people were in those hype videos. If you remember, I remember it was an EC3 right. and you yeah. know, I, so there, so you're and, and like, yeah, you had Lars Sullivan, Lars you had yeah. EC3, yeah, like, you had Casey, I, was I think Lacey, Evans, Lacey, Lacey Evans, or Lacey Lacey a couple Evans. of tag teams. I, I, who, who else was right? Uh, what the fuck is that tag team they came up with? I, I keep forgetting machine, their name, uh, Heavy Machinery, yeah, Heavy Machinery, yeah, Heavy Machinery, and then you're also like Sami Zayn and Kevin Orange coming back, yeah. So they did all this shit, and then they just kept airing that on both shows. Yeah. And then they didn't really come back, and they brought EC3 in yeah. for that moment of bliss. Blew it. They blew it. At that Not point, nothing, when they brought him I up. I thought it was a great thing that they brought up the champions, because I always thought when they were doing the shakeups, I'm like... Why would you want to go as the general manager of Raw or SmackDown and not get the champion? You know, but he's another thing. You're saying but that what I'm this saying, is the best of the best, what right? I'm I want is, the champion. But what I'm saying That's is... I agree. You're going to fucking build up these other people to be like, hey, these are going to be like... We're going to bring them up and then just be like, hey, today, these guys are here. And that okay, is... But, he, but, he, but here's the That's thing. That's fucking stupid. Here's the thing, though, man. If no. you're going to fucking try to build up motherfuckers... To be like, hey, get ready for the next round of people who are coming up. Like, what was the point of these videos? To be like, hey, get ready for these people. And then Michael Cole. Get ready for these people. Oh, get ready Cole. for these people. And then they go. And then you have, like, literally the fucking hottest stars. Who are the hottest stars in the indies for the longest time? Yeah. And the hottest stars in NXT. And they didn't have any fucking build-up videos. And Zero. And like, you're here now. Right. You're Waste. here now. Waste. And Look at, like, Ricochet. Yeah. You look at Ricochet and Finn Balor, and apparently, from what I read, they wanted Ricochet going against Finn Balor. Okay. And they were like, well, yeah, we can't fuck it. Well, we can't make Finn fact. Balor... We can't, we can't make Finn Balor lose. He just won the title last right. night. 
And we can't rake Ricochet loose because this is his first match in. So, like, hey, the night before, we had fucking Leo Rush get beat up by Bobby Lashley. They did a breakup <laughs> angle, and now we're going to have him fucking back again Yeah, because oh. we need to fucking do this. And I was like, listen, this is too, like, too much too soon. You're not listen. really... Like, they're scrambling, my man. They're scrambling because you know why? Because that dark, luminous cloud that's hanging over the WWE, it's called AE fucking W. Okay. Oh, you mean the t shirt company? Yeah, <laughs> you, you, know, you know, if you wear that shirt, you get kicked out of the arena, something like that. But here's the thing because of that, I, I feel like McMahon and everybody show. Show is me, scrambling. Like, you barely have a card. You have Kenny Omega versus. Christian. Yeah, but, but hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You gotta understand something. Yeah, they're back. Fucking... They're back by number one, a billionaire. This is not a fucking WCW stunt. Con on this is Jericho's not. Hold up, hold on, hold on a second. This is not a WCW a stunt, my man. This is a a legit business. I feel like this is going to be done like WCW, but but organized and managed way better. So if that's being said, if WCW back in the day was managed fucked up with Eric Bischoff, and yet they still beat the WWE 83 weeks in the ratings, what is going to happen now when they're managed properly and done right? You're right. You're, I mean, you got, you, What's got, happen? you got Tony Khan, who's a legitimate mark, just like us. He's just like all of exactly. us. Exactly. Mm-hmm. They want to do things differently. They want to do a win-loss system. They want these matches to make sense. They want everything to make sense, and they can afford to give all these people who deserve yeah. everything. But I gotta wait to see. Yeah, wait to see it. I mean, I gotta as, wait as, to as see far, what happens. As far as the mission statement, I think they have addressed a lot of the things that, as wrestling fans, we're really frustrated about. You, ju- we just talked. Decent amount of time about Raw bringing up these call-ups. The problem is exactly. not the talent. I was actually literally about the to say the same thing. The problem is not the talent. The talent is there. The problem is what are you doing with the, with talent, the talent that you have? Yeah. And that's why people are wanting to leave. Ty Dillinger, he's a good talent. He's a good talent. But they're just not doing anything great with them. You know? He so, got over. So it's... it's See, is it the writers? I, is it the I, I, writers I, I, the problem? No, I it's mean, a weird it, thing with Vince, too, where yeah. it's like... I mean, maybe this is like the Mark point of view where it's like when the fans get a superstar over... Listen they to don't, the fans. They, but they, that's what you got to do. But Vince gets mad about that yeah. shit because he goes, that's why? The problem. That's why? the problem. I don't know why. Because he's a fucking old... Geezer, that motherfucker. He doesn't want to listen. You know the problem? He wants to be right with everything. He has a problem with this country right now. It's like these old fucking people who are like, hey, no, this is what you're supposed to like. He's out of touch. Where they go, they want to tell you what this is what it's supposed to be. But then when you start saying like, it's like what's going on with the elections? Where you're like, oh, I I want this. And they go, no, you don't. (laughs) And they go, no, we're going to tell you what you want. And it's like, no. You don't want to listen to the people. Like, the in politics, people don't want to really listen. But we'll save that for our uh, political podcast. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I went to politics. <laughs> there I'm we sorry go. I went to politics. But you know what? Honestly, wrestling and politics are so fucking similar. They're very similar. Yeah, they are. Like, very let's similar. just... Yeah. Jesse, Jesse Ventura t- said the, the body. same thing. Hey, let me tell you. Hey, it's uh, Republicans and Democrats, they're all the same because... When it comes down to it, there's hate, heels and faces, but at the end of the day, 
They all go eat in the same places and they hang out. They're friends. They are. It's all bullshit. It's Democrats uh, yeah. and Republicans. Yeah, that's, that's exactly <laughs> Rebloodlkins. <laughs> Rebloodlkins and the Democrats. <laughs> the the Collops also made their yeah. way into SmackDown. What are your thoughts about that? The fact that great. they weren't just featured on Raw. So great. What? SmackDown I, was I great, want, man. I want nice. I know the SmackDown shit was actually way yeah, better. Yeah, it was way better than Raw. But I wanna I wanna figure out this. Is this still a brand split? What's going on? The brand split should be abolished. Number one, that's my opinion. Because personally, this, this should be like this should be. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. It does. It does. You but got, listen, you gotta get rid of that's it. Good. Stop the segregation, my man. This should be literally one world champion for the men's division and for the women's division, and one world champion in the, in the tag teams and so on and so forth. <clears throat> I'm going to drop something. This is the last topic for our review here. Okay. Um, Sum it up in one word. Give me your thoughts about it. Give it to Jimmy J first. Kofi Mania. All right. I'm going to say this. Um, first and foremost, I feel like the WWE does things at specific times for reasons. I feel like they, they, they promote uh, Kofi Kingston and African Americans only because... Okay, yes, it is Black History Month. And again, you can state what you want in regards to this topic. I'm not a racist at all. Okay, uh, my wife's Cuban, and I have a, uh, a lot of African-American okay. friends. But at the, at, the, at, the, at the end of the day... Oh, you have friends. Oh, I got friends in hot places. But anyway, the bottom line is this. Uh, I feel like they do things for reasons. Uh, but as far as Kofi Mania is concerned... If you look at the roster, and you and you really look at uh, like a SmackDown, let's talk about SmackDown. Kofi Kingston is is a great hand in the ring. Kofi Absolutely. Kingston, yeah, has a tremendous amount of talent. So regardless of what ethnicity he is, okay, and what they're trying to do, this guy should have been granted an opportunity at that championship a long time ago. This is somebody that could have ran with the company. This is somebody that could have held that belt for a while because yeah, no. because of the fact that not only his um his his skills on the mic, but the fact that his agility, his selling, his whole gimmick in total in, in general. So Kofi Mania, I'm behind it. I hope that Kofi wins that title against Daniel Bryan at Fastlane and pulls a fast one on all of us going to Mania as the champion. Whether he wins or loses, but just uh, listen, surprise me, because that that's what's been a lost art of the WWE for some time. Because they always moniker their moniker back in the day was anything can happen in the WWE, the WWF, whatever. Yeah. But it hasn't happened like that, like we wanted to. So if Kofi wins that title at Fastlane, that'll be like wow, that moniker is still relevant. Right. That's why I feel. Right. Aaron, your thoughts on Kofi? My whole thing, okay, I mean, they should have pulled the trigger on Kofi a long time ago. Mm-hmm. I remember, what was it, 2008, eight, nine, when uh, he had that moment with Randy Orton. Yeah. In the garden. Yeah, that in was the early. fucking garden. That was very early in his career. Yeah. It was a couple uh, years, I, though. Yeah, but I don't, I don't think he was ready at that point, and I think. I agree. He, you could tell the Kofi that we have now and the way that people are behind Kofi right now is due to the years he's put into 
perfecting what he's done to being that man who's People were behind matches. him then. But how do you take so him out of the New Day? Out. But how do you take him out of the New Day? That's the were question. they not behind him as much as they were behind? Who, who's been was, behind was, Randy Orton? He, no, because Vince is behind Randy Orton. Like, think about that, dude. That like, who was even really watching the show besides, like, dude? They could have pulled the trigger on him. Well, that, that no, point. no, but it's like saying Sammy Zayn. No, let's let's pull the trigger on Sammy Zayn. He's coming back. Yeah, it's like that. He's still. They so could have made, dude. Sammy Zayn could have been the next Daniel Bryan if they wanted him to yeah, be. You're right. If they wanted him to be. To. And it's not it's about really us. Right. It's about what they want. It's not about. You're what right. They yeah, want. Unfortunately, it's not. Because listen, he was fucking over. Kofi was fucking over at that point. He was over, dude. When Madison Square, when New York City fucking fans, listen, this is a New York City podcast. When the New York City fucking fans pop for you the way they do, the way they did for fucking, they had the Randy Orton fucking feud, but Vince wasn't behind him. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you're gonna put him out now. When it's like, okay, and it's like, honestly, Kofi is weird, too, because, like, right now, I think it's, like, a weird kind of thing, because with a whole new day, because there's, like, this three-man team, like, how are you going to fucking, and I I mean, I'm reading, I read the fucking, the fucking dirt sheet bullshit on the internet of, like, that they want Biggie, apparently, versus Kofi, they want to split up the new day. Yeah, I don't think that they could do like. I mean, Kofi did an amazing job at Elimination Chamber. People got behind it mm-hmm. because, but it was mostly because people didn't think it was going to happen, and then but then then they thought it was going to happen. Right? They watched it. They were like, oh, they made you "Are they going to pull the trigger? Yeah. Are they going to do that?" But people thought that literally ten years ago. This literally happened. A, Ten years ago, with Randy Orton. So you're saying you're not invested in Kofi Mania? Ten years. Ago. I think that. I mean, I'm just saying that Kofi deserves it. But like, look what they did for, like, the fact that they could have pulled that trigger literally ten years ago, mm-hmm. and now you're gonna pull that trigger, and it's like you kind of made it look weak on that point, where it's like. So why are you going to pull that trigger now? And it's like, it's that whole thing. It's like February. You're like, oh, right, we're going right, to make right. it up now. And we're going to do that now. And it's like, and the fact of how over the new day is. Yeah, new day is over, man. New day is super over. But like. What do you think? I just, I mean, yeah, I, I'm nothing against Kofi Kingston. Right. I think he is been over for literally 10 fucking years. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they could have done this 10 fucking years ago. Right. But, and I mean, I hope, but I just, at this point, I mean, and maybe it's because the WWE fucked me up in that aspect. Of like, I think it's stupid now. Well, my understanding is that this uh, storyline was also built for Mustafa Ali. So if it wasn't for Mustafa Ali, being injured because it was supposed to be. I fucking I don't Mustafa like Mustafa Ali. Ali. No, but it was supposed to be. You know, because he's just Muslim Seth Rollins. No, but you know how Kofi Kingston got over in the match, eliminating people yeah. and working. They, being, yeah, being the workhorse yeah. of that match. Right. Just gonna that throw was supposed to be Mustafa Ali. Yeah, moment. I know it's the same bullshit where they're just gonna yeah. like, oh, we're just gonna throw Kofi. Oh, we're just gonna give Kofi a bone. Which goes to my earlier comment of it's not about the talent. 
because the talent is there, but it's a storyline. They stuck true to what was a very good storyline that they were going to tell. They're going to tell the story of this undercomer who's going to try to prevail, get so close, but not be able to make it. And luckily, they were able to find Kofi Kingston to step into those th- those shoes of Mustafa Ali. Yeah, exactly. And he stepped into them so much better. He oh did. my gosh, he did. And I think that's what surprised the WWE. Nice, good shots of Coco Rum over here. Uh, um, so, gentlemen, what are your final thoughts? Let's start over with uh, Aaron. Go ahead. Uh, who do you guys think is going to else get in the? In the Hall of Fame this year, Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame, Hall of Pain. Well, that's uh, something we didn't well, talk we, about. We, 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 I mean, so we got DX. Yeah, but who else do you guys think might get in? This you know, year? I think it, we, think about this. It's in New Jersey. It's in New York, New Jersey. So, so go um, Sid. Yeah, you could, I mean, you could do Sid, uh, but I'm thinking more of the lines of uh, since it's in Brooklyn, maybe Taz. Oh, that's a good uh, one. Uh, I haven't heard that. That'd be very good. Yeah. That'd yeah, be good undercard. Uh, Maybe Tommy Dreamer. The Brooklyn Brawler. Oh, man. Steve could, Lombardi. I could, I could, I yeah, that's excellent. I could, I, could, I could see them give that to Steve. Yeah. You got it. But, like, what's, like, but big names. <laughs> are there any left? <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's a lot of them. Dreamer. Yeah, but they're not. There's a lot them. of big dude. Vader's not in I there mean, right now, not, and that, that that's the problem. They're not using them. You know what the problem is? Also, you're right. Vader's man. not there. Bulldog's not there. Like, how like, do you Owen? determine who's well, well, in the Owen, Hall of Fame? I mean, that's Owen, what I like to know. Owen is a fucking. Owen is a weird anomaly because I'm not a nugget. Time. I'm a black heart, damn it, a winner, a soul survivor. I, 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 Woo! I, I want Owen in there. So, but like, it's just there's people who aren't in there. All right, all right. I'm getting the cue that it's time for us to wrap up. So, I'd like to thank my co-host here tonight, Jimmy J from Take It Home TV, and Aaron Kaplan for joining us here. It was a wild, it was a crazy episode, but I hope you had fun. Stay tuned to the next episode of A Shot of Wrestling, and remember, if you want to catch the full interview with Effie, it'll be available on our YouTube channel, so go ahead, subscribe, share, like, do all those great things that everybody loves about social media media so for jimmy J, for aaron kaplan for effie i'm the green man good night ladies and gentlemen at this time i need to announce it's last, last call, call at, at the, the bar, bar. Oh. all right ladies and gentlemen we have made it to the end of the episode and it is last call effie we've had a great conversation with you the sensors have been going wild and there's just a little bit more we have in store for you so it's rapid fire questions. The first thing that comes to your mind is the first thing you should answer. Are you ready? Oh God, I think I'm ready, but I, I hope these aren't going to be too hot of takes. I hope you're throwing me softballs here. Yeah. Well, let's start with a softball. Who is your favorite wrestler of all time? Dusty Rhodes. I have him tattooed on my left foot and I'm too embarrassed to show Cody Rhodes the tattoo. I think he's the embodiment of being a badass, but also being very approachable as a baby face and being able to harness the energy of people and not going over their heads by speaking to them at their level, but not speaking down to them. That's why Dusty's the greatest. Awesome. Uh, what is the worst job you've ever had? Um, God, the, see, you're saying say it as fast as you can. And I'm thinking about how many bad jobs I've had. <laughs> I'll, I'll say it was scooping ice cream for Cold Stone when I was 17. I love Cold because, Stone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They make you sing. They put quarters in there. It's sticky all the time. Everybody's just gross about how much ice cream they want. You, you know, I love ice cream. I eat a lot of ice cream now. 
But during that time, it was like there was nothing more stomach wrenching than thinking mm. about slopping up a bunch of ice cream and toppings. Yeah. What sex toy do you regret purchasing? The only one I've regretted purchasing is I bought a mousetrap ball gag dildo that mm. is the shape of a penis. And I used it in a hardcore tag match mm -hmm. uh, with one white mic of the Gymnasty Boys. And the only reason I regret it is it was expensive. And I don't think the spot got over well. And I've never oh. found a real use for it in my life. I'm, I'm not real big on sucking dick myself. So I'm not <laughs> like ball gagging myself with a penis. So it's kind of sat in my drawer waiting for someone to give it good use. So if you have ideas and want to book that match, let's right. do it. Hang it from something and have a ladder. What song or artist do you enjoy listening to but rarely admit to liking? Well, it's not that I rarely admit to liking it, but a lot of people in the riding of my car will make me change it. I'm a really big Conway Twitty fan. Like, I'm obsessed with Conway Twitty. I think that the idea that, and I don't know if people listening have seen Conway Twitty before. Maybe they have. He was on Family Guy. They did a whole segment with it. Mm -hmm. But Conway Twitty is this weird old man with a pompadour, and he sings these gravelly country songs about loving young women but i just love his music but like people are in my car and they're like is this a joke like is he playing games and i'm just crooning out some conway twitty mm. i'll admit to it but not a lot of people will listen to it with me i feel you i feel you what is the one part of your body you hate working out mm. i think we're just gonna say what's a part of your body you hate and i was gonna say my tail because it's hard to tuck but <laughs> I guess working out wise, I mean, who who really likes working their legs out? Like, it's just, it's a hassle. I'm sure Fuck that's probably day. the majority of your answers there. Yeah. What is the one fashion rule that you would like to break? Uh, the fashion rule I always break is I refuse to wear more than three pieces of clothing at any time. Interesting. Right. I won't do it. And especially like, and that's like my max is three pieces of clothing. So like me at a wedding is a mess. I hate wearing clothing in general. Uh -huh. um, but like if I have to wear more than three pieces of clothing, I'm severely uncomfortable. And in the summer, like if you see me in a tank top and shorts, that's literally all I'm wearing. If I can get it down to two or one pieces of cloth, that's what I'm going to stick with. Just try rompers. Did, I did do the <laughs> romper and I actually custom made my own overall shorts that I dyed pink. And that's wonderful, but it does get a little bit much when um, I can't keep even that on. Effie, who's your celebrity crush? My celebrity crush. Oh my gosh. I, I really hope my boyfriend doesn't listen to this because he says, he says, you, you like too many, um, too many young looking men. And I, and I've got to <laughs> say it's Sean Mendez. Sean, the singer. The singer Sean Mendez, famous right. for being Sean Mendez and telling everyone how not gay he is. <laughs> He's very not gay. There's a whole Rolling Stone article. Look how not gay I am. There's a whole article about it. Don't worry. Look at the glossy photos. Mm. Name one wrestling move that can double as a sex position. You know, <laughs> probably a lot of them. But um, in my current phase, I'm doing all I can to make fun of The Undertaker. So it would be the Tombstone Piledriver. I think the Tombstone Piledriver should not drop them on their head. But I think it should just drop you down into a 69 position because we all know that's what The Undertaker wants anyway. Wow. All right. And finally, what song is best suited to be the soundtrack of your life? Oh, no. Oh, no. You can't do this. It's my entrance song. It's Goodbye Yellow Brick Road by Elton John. All right. And it's slow and sexy. And you know what it says? You know what Elton John says in that what song? Does he, say? he says, I don't care if you're famous or rich. You don't own me or my art. So go fuck off. You can listen to me. You can enjoy me. But you will never control me. And I think that's beautiful.
And not only is it beautiful, it's a great way to end this episode of A Shot of Wrestling. Effie, you've been a pleasure to have on, and we'll see you very soon. Very soon. Hey, baby, I hear the bell ringing, hip tosses and body slams. Oh, my. And maybe you seem a bit confused. Yeah, baby, but I got you pinned. <laughs> but I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody. <laughs> How all pretzels taste exactly the same. Oh my God, how do they do that? We're back, you can't have like other, like you can be like, oh, these are rolled golds. Oh, yeah. Oh, these are rolled golds taste like Snyder's. All right, it's They're all cool. the same fucking thing. Let's pretzels, try to the pretzels. <laughs> how about the pretzels? Pretzels, pretzels.